navigating the different experiences you have with, you know, with uh, different children. Like I hear very often in my practice, Stephen, you know, well, my older son never did this. I don't know why she's so picky or I don't know why she doesn't eat this. My son never did this. My daughter never did this. And recognizing that every time we do something and every time that it's, well, you know, whether it's introducing solids or sleep training or whatever that is, um, number one, we're a different parent, you know, second time around or right. whatever that it looks like for people. And also that every child is a different child. Hey mamas, welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast, where we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mother at the same time. I am your host, Lawan Moses, and I am helping you find the freedom to live. Are you ready? Let's go. My guest today is Ms. Ahuva Hirschkop, who is a registered dietitian and mother of two. Ahuva knows that many families struggle with mealtime, from picky eating to severely restricted diets related to the diagnosis of ASD, to maintaining healthy growth while on specialty diets, that feeding our kids is hard. Ahuva believes that while there are so many challenges associated with parenting, mealtime should never be one of them. She loves working with families to turn mealtime tears into smiles and bring back the joy of mealtime. Today I sit down with Ahuva as she shares with us how she helps simplify mealtimes and make it a less stressful moment for parents and children. Ahuva teaches us how to make mealtimes fun and easy once again. I know this message from Ahuva was really beneficial to me, and especially as we are all facing such a difficult time right now, if you're listening to this when it first airs, and we're in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, where families are back in the kitchen, we're back home, and we're making meals three times a day and having to feed ourselves. So I feel that this interview comes right on time. So let's listen to how Ahuva helps simplify mealtimes and makes it easy for families once again. Hey, Ahuva, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? I'm great. Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today as my guest. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, so I know you have a lot of great things that you are doing with your business, but before we get to that, can you please introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. Uh, so I'm Ahuva Magda Hirschkopf. I'm a registered dietitian uh, with, with a pediatric-based practice in Toronto, Ontario. Um, and I work with families to support successful mealtimes, whatever that looks like for every individual family, whether it's picky eating or allergy management. And I work with mothers to reduce the mental overwhelm that I find so many of us um, experience when we are feeding our kids. And I am also a mom of newly three-year-old twins. Oh, they wow. just turned three on, on Friday. Oh, that's awesome. A twin mommy. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That is so great. And I can't wait to hear more about this meal planning and successful meal times. I think that's something that we all struggle with. And totally. Any tips that we can get would be great for us. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into all of that, I just want to just take a moment. As you may know, at More Than a Mother, we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mother at the mm -hmm. same time. And with that being said, 
I am a strong believer in storytelling and the power that comes when someone tells their story. I just think that we could just transform ourselves and transform others when we just open up and share our stories of Mm -hmm. what made us who we are today and what put us on the path that we are on today. Because no one wakes up and we are just suddenly the person that we are sitting here just prepared to share all these things today. So before we talk about what you're doing now, if you yeah. wouldn't mind just sharing with your audience, what was your aha moment or that transformational moment in your life that put you on the path you're on today? Uh, in terms of what I'm doing professionally? It can be either way. So if you want to talk about your, your personal story to where you got up here or however you want to totally. do it. You know what, the funny thing is that for me, it's sort of a mix of both, um, especially, you know, with my practice, I, I always love to say that, you know, I'm lucky to work in a space that's so um, influenced by my personal life. And I'm so lucky that, you know, my profession gives me insights that I don't think I would have otherwise had in my personal life. Um, but I always say that the first time that I felt like a bad mother was about three hours after I gave birth to my twins. Okay. Um, I, you know, I gave birth to two babies, pushed out two babies, and then um, was left skin to skin with them for a really long time. And nobody could give me any guidance as to like why that was happening or, you know, what the goals of that were. I knew that it was, you know, their blood sugars were low, something like that. But, you know, for anyone who's had kids, I'm sure that most of you can, you know, agree that like you're tired after you give birth, right? Like that's fair. Um, And so three hours, you know, after sitting with two babies in my arms um all I could think was I really wish someone else could hold them Mm -hmm. right that's understandable Um, and I remember thinking like wow what kind of a mother delivers kids and then wants to pawn them off on somebody like within five seconds of delivering them like oh my what a horrible person I am right? right and if anyone else had ever said that to me like if you said that story to me I would of course say well you were tired but exactly. that's not the way that so many of us feel about ourselves right right um and I was working in a different area of nutrition before having my children but I started working at the hospital for sick children in Toronto as a research dietitian in food allergy and really seeing you know that was the first time that I had ever seen parents coming in and saying you know hey, um, I literally don't know what to feed my child, right? And that's stressful for me. And I feel like I'm a bad parent because of it. And what kind of a parent can't just give their child dinner? And that was the first time that I had ever heard that. And that was a sentiment that sort of, what kind of a parent am I? Was a sentiment that came up again and again as I was talking to my, um, you know, my friends, my colleagues, as they were introducing solids to their kids, as I got more immersed sort of, I guess, in, you know, the mom community that I am in. And that was really how I ended up, um, you know, in the space that I am and working in the space that I am, because, you know, it took a lot for me to get rid of that ongoing thought process of what kind of a mother does it make me, right? And I was, I think for the first couple of months that I had my kids, I was so obsessed with, proving to myself after that thought that I was a good enough mother, right? right. I was the mother who, whatever. And uh, I'm really determined to have no mother feeling like what kind of a mother am I when it comes to dinner time, when it comes to feeding their families, when it comes to, you know, all the things we have to do day in and day out, because for lots of parents, there's a lot of that happening. Um, mm. And that's really, it sort of just organically morphed into I was like, this is it. Like, no mother can feel this way at the end of every single day. And uh, that was really, you know, how I ended up getting into this space. 
Right. And I'm sure with, with having twins and that short story you shared with feeling like that bad mother and then what kind of mother would, I mean, that's something that we can all relate to. And I mean, in the age of social media, it's just, it's so easy to just feel like that bad mother or to feel like what kind of mother am I? Because I do X, Y, and Z. And I think even so when so many of us are feeling good, like, you know, a lot of parents that I speak to, they're like, I got dinner on the table tonight. You know, some something. I did something. Right. And then you see on social media and you're like, well, that person got a six course dinner on the table. <laughs> and you're like, suddenly, you know, you feel good and all of a sudden you're so deflated. Right. Um, and there's so much of that. Definitely, I would agree that in the world of social, you know, in the age of social media and the access that we have to so many people's lives. I think it's definitely, you know, adding to the pressure that so many of us feel as moms if we're not measuring up to whatever, you know, measuring stick we we choose that day. Right. That is so true. So did you find yourself when you had uh, your twins and you were navigating life and learning what you were doing through your research work and trying to figure out like what to feed them, what to do? How did you find that just being like a trial and error or did your kids, are they picky eaters? Like what type of things did you experience? So definitely, um, you know, what was interesting to me, and I mean, it's interesting, my husband always makes fun of me. He's like, our children are not science experiments. (laughs) He's like, you look at them and you're like, oh my God, this is so fascinating. He's like, stop using the word fascinating. (laughs) Um, but I can't nod, obviously, but you know, it's, it's an amazing thing, even in terms of, you know, temperament, in terms of, of sleeping, in terms of eating. My children are twins. They were born like they were, you know, in my stomach together. They were born together. They've only ever known life together and they are so, so different. And I think that's one thing that, um, you know, a lot of parents find stressful is, um, navigating the different experiences you have with, you know, with. Uh, different children. Like I hear very often in my practice, even, you know, well, my older son never did this. I don't know why she's so picky or I don't know why she doesn't eat this. My son never did this. My daughter never did this. And recognizing that every time we do something and every time that it's, well, you know, whether it's introducing solids or sleep training or whatever that is, um, number one, we're a different parent, you know, second time around or right. whatever that it looks like for people. And also that every child is a different child. Right. And I think that's so important because every child is different and each child requires a different level, different level of parenting. And even in the same household, as you said, you don't handle your children the same way. Like it's impossible. So exactly. Yeah. That's really. I think that we, you know, that we experience a lot. Um, My kids eat very differently. They're not, they're not picky, but they're, you know, normal children. Like, you know, I'm, I always say that I'm the one at the table like you'll go to a birthday party and all the other moms will be like scraping the icing off their cupcakes. Their child doesn't have so much sugar. And I'm like, but the icing is the best part. Right. So my kids are the only ones at the end of the table actually eating the cupcake. Right. <laughs> um, so there's definitely, you know, there's been a bigger learning curve for myself because, you know, as much as this is what I practice every day, it's always different when it's your own children as well. Right. Okay. And that is, yeah, and it is, no matter how much we put it into practice, it is different when it's your own family, but it's just amazing how we can use those life experiences and those things that we do in our personal lives, and we find how there's that cross-connection between professional and personal, so we're learning on both sides and able to apply things on both areas. I mean, that's great that you're able to take your work that you do as a registered dietitian and implement it into your family life. But then also what you learn with your family, you're able to take it into the work that you, into your practice. So that's great. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we talked about a little bit about your journey and everything. So tell me about what you do right now to help mothers and not feel so guilty and all at mealtime. Uh, so I do a couple of different things. So as I said, I work one-on-one -on -one with parents and that very much is influenced, uh, you know, for my work in the food allergy world. So again, you know, supporting parents who really are walking into my office being like, I have zero idea what to feed my child, um, supporting families of picky eaters. So, you know, kids who it's really incredibly stressful for parents to know that, are they getting enough? You know, what are they getting? How do we expand their repertoire? Right? Because I think, um, there are so many ways that as parents, we have intuition. And I think sometimes when it comes to feeding, our intuition isn't great. And that's not a knock on, you know, mother's intuition, but it is right. a lot of the things that we would um, think to do actually perpetuate more of the, um, more of the struggles at mealtime than they do solve them. So it's really, you know, supporting families and taking a step back and creating more of a streamlined approach as to how we're actually going to work with families to reduce the stress right. and get, um, and get more foods in. And I do that both in person and I have a six week online uh, program for parents as well, of course, that, that parents can take individually with some support. And I run a free community on Facebook as well for, uh, it's called the Busy Mom's Guide to Feeding Your Family. And it's all about how to meal prep as a busy mom, how to feed your family as a busy mom. Cause you know, I always say, no matter how you, what you call yourself as a mom, like if you're a stay at home mom, a working mom, whatever the, you know, the word you put in front of right. mom is for you, exactly. we're all busy. Like we all have things going on yeah. and none of us have time to be making 16 different meals every night for our family. Right. And I, I can agree with that because mealtime is definitely a stressful time. So, I mean, I think that's something we don't think, we think about different stresses in our lives, but when yeah. we actually take the time to talk about it, it's like, oh yes, mealtime is right. a stressful moment when you're busy and coming home, whether you're working in the house totally. or outside of the house. And then it's like, okay, I still have to feed my family. Now what am right. I going to do? So that totally. is definitely, that adds to unnecessary stress really. So. But I think that it's also one of those things, like I always say, you know, like, I'm already, my kids are three. I'm already nervous for like one day down the line where I'm going to have to give them like the talk, you know, like the birds and the bees, like right. all those things. Like, you know, but that you don't get out of as a parent, right? Like you can't right. get out of that. Um, but I think that one of the most common misconceptions that a lot of parents have is that stress at mealtime or, you know, hating the dinner table, like really when it gets to that level, that that's sort of just something that we talk about, like, oh, it's just part of parenting. Right? right? And it's not like you can, you can change that, right? You're not right. going to get out of the birds and the bees talk. Like I, I can't fix that for you, exactly. but I can, you know, support you in having a meal time that doesn't have you holding your breath every time that you sit down at the table. Oh yeah. And that's wonderful. I mean, I'm learning so much already just <laughs> sitting here talking to you myself. Like meal time doesn't have to be stressful. Yeah. You don't have to dread those words. What are we having tonight? Right. What's for dinner? So totally. I just think that is totally awesome. So you mentioned that you do like one-on-one -on -one coaching and group mm -hmm. coaching and all. What is like the first step if someone is trying to get involved in your program or just talking to you or those type of things? Yeah. So I always offer, you know, discovery calls. So 30 minutes um, just to get on the phone and just see sort of, you know, what's going on um, you know, hear more about what the challenge is, hear more about, you know, what your day-to-day -day is sort of, you know, what's even important to you. Right. Because I think that as a practitioner, you know, I could, um, and I like to think that, you know, when I was just coming out of school, I would, I could just do this, you know, just like write a list of things I would want, but ultimately I'm not, you know, I'm not the hero of the story. Like I'm not, you know, it's my, not my family. So, um, it's always important to me to listen to 
where are you now? What's stressful about where you are now? And where do you want to go, right? What's right. your goals? Where are you hoping to get to? Um, whether that's for some families, it's like, I need my child eating everything that we're eating. For some families with picky eaters who are, you know, very extreme, it's just, can I get everything from, from you know, one, every food group, right? Can I get one thing from every food group? Right. Um, so hearing about that and then, uh, you know, from there we could see, you know, if, if we were a good fit for one another, because it's always, you know, the both of us just yes. sort of seeing that. Um, so the first step is always just jumping on a 30 minute uh, discovery call just to see, you know, where we're at. That's awesome. And I think that's just great to just have that conversation and see where things can go. Totally. Yeah, and I know you mentioned about food allergies. I think that that is a big one that a lot of people yeah. struggle with. I know my nephew, he was born and he was allergic to, I think, just about all the categories that you could have a food allergy to. He mm -hmm. had every one except for like one of them. So I remember oh my, my sister, he's now yeah. five. And I remember my sister trying to figure out, okay, what am I supposed to do? Definitely, so. definitely. And I think that's a really big stressor for people, even... Um, you know, for, for younger kids, how do I transition to solids and get them all the different textures they need if they can only have, you know, three foods? How do I do that, right? Um, how do I make sure they're getting the nutrition that I need? And also for a lot of families, it's, okay, if my child has outgrown their allergy, how can I comfortably reintroduce some of these foods without being a nervous wreck every time that I'm doing it? Right. Yeah. Uh, those are definitely, you know, a lot of considerations that families have. That's so very important. Yeah. So when we're talking about your business and being a mom, just, I, I know one question I get a lot, I'm going to ask it to you as people ask me, how do you manage it all? <laughs> <laughs> I know, isn't that a great laugh? Because I do the same thing. How, and it's like, how do I? I just do. But. When I figure it out, I will <laughs> let you know. Um, you know what? I think, I think they're... I think it's important for moms because we all get this question, right? How do you right. manage it all? So first of all, I don't, you know, I, I call on my support when I need it. My mom yes. is very involved. Um, you know, my husband has has to learn to be a lot more, you know, flexible um, in, you know, his job, like coming home, whatever, whatever that looks like. And I think it's also just really for me has been um, a really big frame shift in terms of what does it all look like? Right. Like my um, we had a birthday party for my for my kids yesterday and the cake wasn't homemade. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like in previous years I would have thought, you know, well, I need who doesn't make a, you know, beautiful, decorated, Pinterest worthy cake for their child on their birthday. Right. But that for me isn't doing it all, you know, right. like, because to be honest, I don't really care. Like my kids were happy with cake. So does it matter if I made it or not? No. Right. Um, so I think that for a lot of moms and a lot of moms who are thinking about getting into, into the workforce, if they're not there yet, or into, you know, entrepreneurship is just really thinking about what's really your all, right? Because right. I think that a lot of us like have these ideas of, um, if I'm doing it all, that means I need to do everything to like a certain level, right? right. I love making my family home cooked meals. That's great. But a home cooked, like a homemade cake. Not so much. So, you know, just sure. sort of picking and choosing where you can sort of draw your lines, um, I think has been, you know, the biggest thing for me. Yeah, and that's good. Like you said, draw your lines where you're putting your energy, your time, mm -hmm. and even relying on your support system. And that's important how you threw that out to, there to let our listeners know that you don't have to manage it all. Yeah. You have support for a reason. So, and it's nothing wrong with leaning on that support 
which I think so many of us moms feel like it's a weakness or something's wrong if we admit that we can't manage it all or that we need help. And it's just more of these conversations, more of these messages of it's okay. You don't have to right. be the superwoman, be the supermom. Totally. Yes. And so I think that's... it's all these ideas of what we should be able to do as moms. Right. Right. Um, and I think that a lot of them are even, you know, based on what, like, you know, my mom was home with me. She eventually went back to work, but she was home with me until I was five, right? My grandmother never worked a day in her life. And so I think so many of us are still comparing ourselves to, well, you know, my, my grandmother had dinner on the table at 6 p.m. sharp every single night. And right. she was doing, but she wasn't, you know, she wasn't managing all of these things. Um, and I, I think that as mothers, sometimes we're really good at being unfair to ourselves. Yes. Um, and again, social media doesn't make it any easier, but, um, you know, I think that it is just really important to recognize like what, what your all is. Yes, that is definitely, that's definitely great. So what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your journey so far, be it your life journey, business, mom, however, just journey and all. I mean, I love being a mom. Um, I always, you know, knew that I wanted to be a mom, but I, um, I think it's, you know, one of the most rewarding things that I do. Um, you know, so that's been a really, really big thing for me, but I think, um, going out on my own was really very scary for me, at least, you know, in the world of, of nutrition, when we're in school, so much of it is, you know, you graduate, you do an internship, you go work at a hospital, like 8.30 to 4.30 or dietitian hours, and this is what you do, and this is the salary, and this is, you know, all of those kind of things, and, um, you know, when I started working in a clinic, when I started um, where I was, I never, I, I enjoyed what I was doing, but I never really went to work you know like with with like a, a fire for it and you're like okay like I could do this but you know that and um I I started out on my own when I was gonna go back in Canada we get a year maternity leave oh that's awesome so when I was gonna be going back after that year it was sort of either like do I go back or do I start my own thing mm -hmm. and for me you know as a mother of two already like that was very scary so that was a really really big crazy shift um but it's amazing to be able to, you know, wake up and actually work and do something that you feel incredibly passionate about, right? I think that that, right. um, that is, I'm very lucky to be able to do that. And to be honest, you know, like, um, I think that when I come home at the end of the day, it makes me a better mother, oh, right? Because I, I always, when I, one of the things that I was most nervous about, um, before having kids was I used to think that I was very, I was too selfish to have kids, mm -hmm. which I really now realize just means that I have basic needs that needs, need to be met. Yeah. Like I need to sleep. I need to work out because I enjoy that. And it makes right. me, you know, a better person, all of those things. Like it, it's nothing like, you know, I need a two week vacation every two weeks. Um, <laughs> but you know, I was very nervous about having kids and working and being away from them was, was another part of that. Right. It comes down to, again, like that, what kind of a mother wants to be away from her children, right? Right, and it's a, a mother who identifies as more than a mother, right? right. Like it's exactly. it's a it's a massive <laughs> being a mother is a massive part of who I am. It yes. is, it is, you know, so much of me, but it's not all of me, right? Right, and without being able to explore that other side of me, I don't think that I would show up every day as the mother that I wanted to be. And right. um, so that's been a really big, you know, learning moment for me in, in having kids and just continuing this journey of motherhood, um, that that's, 
actually, you know, going to work and doing that, those things for me um, and being, you know, selfish in that way is right. makes me a better mother at the end of the day for my kids. Yeah, and I think that's great because, like I said, we're like re we're rewriting the script on motherhood because it doesn't yeah. have to mean giving up your dreams, and no. it's okay to be selfish because, like you said, those things that we view as selfish are basic human needs. It's things yeah. that everyone else are taking the time to do and totally get the luxury of. So why are we any different? We're human beings. We were women yeah. before we were mothers, and it's just like you said, basic human needs. So that's great. Just yeah. remembering all of that. So if you had one tip that you could offer to a mom that's struggling at mealtime or struggling just with this whole figuring out diets and all that, what would one tip be that you could offer? Um, so number one is give yourself some grace. So remember that we don't, you know, we're very lucky to be, to live at a time where even if you want to start, you know, cooking from scratch, even if you want to start making home cooked meals, we're very lucky to live in a time where we can use convenience foods or grocery store items or, you know, start streamlining in that way. Um, and also just to work on redefining what a successful mealtime looks like for your family. Because um, so many of us focus on, you know, what did I put on the table? Or did my child eat the broccoli? You know, what did that look like? And really a successful mealtime is so much more, I always say a family meal is so much more about the family than it is about the meal. Oh, wow. Um, and so that's a really powerful shift for a lot of families to focus on you know, did everyone sit together? Did everyone enjoy together? Did we, you know, spend some time laughing together instead of how many bites of broccoli did we put on the table or was I able to get vegetables on the table tonight? Oh, yeah, that's, I love that. Family meal time is more about family than it is about the meal. That's definitely great. And I just thank you for sharing that with us. So where can our audience find you online? So the best place to always find me is I hang out a lot in my free community on Facebook. So it's the Busy Mom's Guide to Feeding Your Family and that I share daily um, you know, various tips around picky eating, various tips around how do I even get dinner on the table, all those kind of fun things. And it's a community of almost 2,000 moms who, you know, share their wins and their challenges together and support one another through them. Or you can find me on Instagram and I'm at ahuva, A-H-U-V-A-R-D, which stands for Registered Dietitian. That is awesome. And I am going to be checking out this Facebook group as soon as I finish this call because I need meal planning and successful meals in my life. Definitely. So I just appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us today and share all of this great information about successful meal planning. And I just thank you again just for stopping by and being here. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. If you find yourself struggling with mealtime, be sure to reach out to a Hoover Hershkop so that she can help you take the stress out of family mealtime. Also, check her out on her Facebook group where she is helping moms simplify mealtime with some meal planning and great things. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to LawanMoses.com. I love for us to stay in touch. Make sure you leave your email address so I can send you inspiration, tips, and the latest updates. Or if you prefer, text the word MORE, that's M-O-R-E, to 302-440-4632. We have some great things coming up and I don't want you to miss a thing. Thanks again. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, keep pressing because victory is yours.